Hey, Next Level Church, I'm so excited to be with you today. We're starting a brand new series called Fearless. Put it in the chat, Fearless. And I want to share with you on the topic of fear faces. Fear faces, not faces. We're going to talk about that, but facers. We're going to be facing our fears. Because I believe that God is going to do something amazing in your life. As we open up His Word and study, there's going to be something supernatural that's going to happen. And I can't wait to hear all the amazing things and testimonies that are going to come out. I'm hearing wonderful things about our previous series. If you missed it, go back and check it. There is a fight for your life. You know, it's going on. It's not in the carnal, but in the supernatural, there's a fighting that is going on. You may not realize it, but you are more than a conqueror. I don't know what your mama said to you, but you are more than a conqueror. There's potential in your life. And God is calling you to live beyond that human potential. There is a fight for your life, as I said, because there's an enemy actively fighting you. There's a, there's a devil. It's not an imaginary thing. There's actually an evil force fighting against your life because there's greatness inside of you. And this enemy wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your hope. He wants to destroy your dreams. He wants to destroy your faith. But today, we're going to arrest every element of fear in our lives and we're going to make it come under the authority of Christ. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. When we face situations that are terrifying to us, what do we do? A few things we do. We fight, we flight, we fright, or we freeze. I know it's not Englishly correct, but we do those things. We fight, we fright, we fight, we flight, we fright, or we freeze. Or a few combo uh, uh, of, of those, any of those four things. And, but we expect this COVID-19, you know, we expected last year this COVID-19 to last a few weeks. Right? Last year we're like, oh, by springtime it'll be gone. Oh, by summertime it'll be gone. By fall it'll be... We just celebrated the first pandemiversary. I know you've never heard that term before because I coined it. If anybody, anybody asks, you can tell them. Pastor Deshaun came up with it. The first pandemiversary just passed. And the sphere of pandemic and, and virus is still very active in all of our lives. It's been a year of fears Fears of mental fears, health fears, relational fears, employment fears, future fears. If we're not careful, we could easily lose heart because of fear. We will live our lives like Jacob before Jabbok River that we talked about last week. Living a life full of regrets, we will miss the miraculous moments God has for us. We will cap our capacity. We will kill the divine encounters from happening in our lives. There will be passions that we neglect, that we don't pursue because of fear. There are God-sized dreams that God has given us that we will not go after because of this fear. But today, we are going to arrest those fears. We're going to be fear Facers. Put that in the chat right now. Fear facers. I want to talk to you for a moment about David and Goliath. David is about to enter into the valley. And it's not a peaceful valley. There's giant Goliath in there. And giant Goliath, that's not his nickname. He is really a gigantosaur. He is taller than Andre the Giant. Goliath is 11 feet tall. Can you imagine that? Facing an 11 feet tall giant. He's a high ranking uh, uh, official. He's a soldier. He's highly trained in weaponry. Uh, and, and he's got 25,000 soldiers under him. He was b- 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 bad to the bone dude. 
undisputed bully and and standing in authority terrifying let's look at david's resume oh man full time babysitter for dumb sheep going through puberty cuz he was a teenager <laughs> not trained to be a soldier not trained to face pandemics not trained to for anything dangerous but david walks into this valley goliath is standing there and he's he's saying that he's going to destroy the israelites uh, and make them slaves so the israelites are full of fear instead of running to face the giant instead of running to face the fear these israelites ran the opposite way and they hid in their tents terrified but what does david do he walks into the valley he sees the same giant instead of seeing fear he saw faith instead of giving into fear and running away like the israelites who were trained in the military he runs towards fear with faith check this every fear has a face the face in this valley belong to goliath the thing that has caused a lot of fear in our world is the face of covid-19 and maybe covid-20 now but because of that face it has caused so much fear in our lives fear has something in common every fear has a face but every fear no matter what fancy name or reputation it has it must bow under the almighty power of Jesus can i get a name and right now high five your neighbor's face right now with love high five them and say face your fears here's the unshakable truth greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world or or or, or anything that is in the world our god is greater david the unqualified undecorated rejected neglected teenage sheep boy need knew the truth and all those highly trained israelite soldiers didn't let's turn to first samuel chapter 17 verse 32 to 37 it says don't worry about this philistine david told saul i'll go fight him i'll go beat the let's keep it g basically david is saying i'm going to go face my fears verse 33 don't be ridiculous replied saul There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. You're nothing. You ain't got no credits, you ain't got no credential, you're nothing. And this giant has been a man of war since youth. Verse 34. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep. Oh wow. Oh, and goats too. He said, "When a lion or bear comes around to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it." with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth if the animal turns on me i catch it by the jaw and club it to death i have done this to both lions and bears and i'll do this to this pagan philistine for he has defied the armies of the living god the lord who rescued me from the claws of the lions and the bears will rescue me from this dirty philistine now david speaks to his fear from verse 46 to 51 today the lord will conquer you and i will kill you and cut off your head sorry it gets a little bit graphic so if you have children send them out but this is in the bible bible is uh, rated not g but it's probably rated r and then i will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals 
and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues His people. But not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle. Listen to me. The battle that you're in is not your battle. So stop stressing and freaking out. It's the Lord's battle. Stop stressing and start trusting. And He will give you to us. Verse 48, As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out what he had, a stone. He hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead and the stone sank in. And Goliath stumbled and fell face down to the ground. Verse 50, So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. God had already given him what he needed to overcome the enemy. For he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. David came with no sword, but he ended up with one and conquered the enemy. This neglected, unqualified shepherd boy is now a giant killer. He faced the fear and overcame it. He didn't stop at one win. Look at his roles in life. From being a son who was ignored by his dad. The dad even forgot that he had David. To a shepherd boy. To a giant killer. To remaining patient even though he was anointed to be the next king. To becoming king. To becoming a man after God's own heart. A full life. From nothing to everything. The same God that was with David is with you. It doesn't matter what the world says or what Auntie Bobini says or what the doubters says about you. As you step up and face the giant in your life, you will overcome in Jesus' name. Amen? Because if God is for you, who can be against you? Put in the chat, God is for me. Let me tell you a quick story. When I was a teenager, I had to do a very important presentation in front of a crowd and officials. I worked so hard for this. I bled, sweat and tears. I gave it my all for months. And the moment came, I stood in front of the crowd. And guess what? I froze. They said, okay, begin. I'm like, okay, I'm going to begin. And I froze. I couldn't remember a single part of my presentation. I, I just blanked out. Something that I practiced for hundreds of times, I just couldn't, my mind just wouldn't work. The officials and the crowd were patient. They gave me some time. And I tried to gather myself up together. I just couldn't. I couldn't execute what I had been working for so hard and for so long. It was a scary day, maybe the scariest day of my life. It was close enough to make me quit presentation altogether and to doubt myself. But somehow I knew there was a calling of God in my life. I knew God had placed something incredible inside of me to push me through my fears and failures. And I stand here as a testimony. Listen, all of us have fears. We will face fears in our lives. Before this pandemic, we know we all had different fears. And, and we'd be like, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. I have different problems. Now we all have the same fears and the same problem. At least we have that in common, isn't it? And so we can relate to one another. Like my wife's favorite high school musical song, we're all in this together. It's literally our reality. She made me watch that 10 times minimum. Check this. Fear has a face. Once we identify it, we can conquer it. You identify, you isolate it, then you can sniper it. 
Here's David, he goes after Goliath. Usually fear comes after us, right? But here David is different because he's a man after God's own heart. He did something different. He went after the fear. He chased after the fear that was opposing him. And this year we want to equip you. Pastor M and my heart is, is to equip you. And we want to train us to be a church uh, that is an effective vessel for the kingdom of God, for Jesus. And that we will no longer run away from our fears and be afraid and paralyzed and hide in our tents, but we will run to our fears. I'm not telling you to break the rules and be unsafe. Wash your hands, brush your teeth, have a shower if you need to, because cleanliness is the closest thing to godliness. Take care of yourself, follow the, the rules. Be safe, use wisdom. But what I'm saying to you is that we will not allow fear to rule our our lives anymore. We will not allow fear to reign in our lives anymore. We're not going to allow anxiety to paralyze us anymore. We're not going to allow overwhelming overwhelming feelings to to stop us from fulfilling God's purpose in our lives. We're not going to get depressed. We're not going to get discouraged. We're not going to stop tweaking our rhythms with God in each season. But we're going to stand and declare that truly he that is in me, he that is in you, is greater than he that is in the world. Therefore, I can start living a victorious Christian life today. I can slay the giants in my life today. I can crush the army that's rising up against me today. I can scale a wall, as the scripture says in Psalm 1829, in your strength. I can crush an army with my God. I can scale any wall. You can be Superman. Actually, you can be Spider-Man for God. I will not let my fear break me. I will not let fear chase me. I will not let fear make me doubt the awesomeness of my God. He's proved it time and time again how amazing He is. I have so many testimonies. I don't want to forget any of those. I'm going to face my fears. I'm going to chase my fears until I destroy that fear. Right now, wherever you are, you can't back down because of that fear anymore. You need to chase it out. You need to rise up in your faith. You need to rise up and and, and let God know, Lord, I'm here. I'm your vessel. Prepare me, give me what you need, instruct me and send me. I'm ready to face my fears and chase my fears and to step into that supernaturally normal, victorious Christian life that you have for me. I will not and I cannot allow this fear to make me quit anymore. Put it in the chat. I'm going to face it to deface it. Thank God that He only requires a mustard seed kind of faith from me to move a mountain. You know, I'm so inspired by David's crazy faith. My assignment today is to fill you with crazy faith. Ridiculous faith that when Auntie Bobini hears what you want to do for God, she'll be like, what? But you don't care. They'd be like, you cray cray boy. Yeah, I'm cray cray for Jesus. I got crazy faith. I ain't got, I don't, I'm not going to put a lid on what God wants to do in my life anymore. I know that I'm going to rise up to the full potential God has for me. I know you can chase it out. Every single fear in your life, I believe in you, church. You can chase it out in Jesus' name. Don't allow God to, to, don't put God on pause and put the fear in overdrive in your life. Take authority. Stand your ground. Because this is not your battle. This is the Lord's battle. You just need to show up. Courageous people chase their fears. Normal people 
Don't do that. So are you normal? Or are you courageous? I'd rather be abnormal for Jesus. Amen? This preaching may not be suitable for normal people. Normal people run from the roar of fear. But not us. We are next level church. We are different. When we hear the roar of fear in the valley, we run to the road. Why did the chicken cross the street to run away from the roar of fear? We ain't no chicken. We ain't gonna act like no chicken. We ain't gonna play the victim card and ask people to feel sorry for us. We ain't gonna walk around with our heads down. No way. We are children of the Most High God. We are sons and daughters of the King of Kings. So what do we do? We run with confidence. Here's the bottom line. We will not let any fear keep us from doing what God has called us to do. The truth is, normal people don't do that. This is why you need to stand out and be different at your job. You need to be standing out and be different with your family because everyone is watching. Don't be normal. Normal people are boring. We have to refuse to be normal. Guess what normal people do? Normal people run when there's fear. Normal people do not live by faith. Normal people live by excuses. How have you been living? Normal people make excuses why they don't read the Bible or spend time with God or have encounters with God. Normal people are consumed by life's worry, life's fears, life's doubts, life's anxiety. Check this. Courageous, crazy faith people chase fears. They say stuff like, Hey, you know what? I don't want to have regrets on my deathbed of an unfulfilled life and unfulfilled godly passions and opportunities and ignored dreams. I don't want to say no sad sobbing story on my deathbed of an unfulfilled purpose. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that grandpa. I want to inspire my children. I want to inspire my grandchildren. That's why we even started this church. Instead of living in the fear of people's opinions, Instead of living in people-pleasing mode, we realize God placed something new. God placed something fresh and creative in us that He wants us to do for this, for such a time as this. Even though we were scared, we realized God placed a, a God-sized dream in us. And it took a lot of courage and determination, a lot of tears, but we knew this is what we were born to do. We were afraid, but we kept showing up. We kept obeying. We were afraid, but we kept showing up to the battle. It's His battle. We just have to show up and trust Him. Check this. Even during this pandemic and this lockdown or not, who cares? You can chase the dream God has for your life. Don't make it an excuse. Write this question down. What fears do you need to chase today? Oh, in case you didn't know, we all have them. I have them too. As I'm standing here preaching... You might think like, I don't, but I do. I got fears that's coming to my mind uh, and trying to stop me from what God wants to do in my life. I also have to rise up to chase those fears away. Where are those places that your mind begins to run to when you're freaking out, when you're filled with anxiety and fear and, and all of that? I want to equip you to be a fear facer. Fear chasers. Fear facers and fear chasers know that their God is a big God and that their fears are smaller. And when you amplify who God is and realize and magnify the Lord, your problems will shrink. Great big God, itsy bitsy devil. 
Normal people are looking at the size of their fear, uh, of their obstacles or the problem that they are facing and they are not looking at the size of our God. Normal people look at the size of their problems and they become afraid. But crazy faith people, they look at the size of their God and they realize that nothing is impossible with our God. Amen? I am loved. I am accepted. I am forgiven. I am protected. I am prospering because I'm a child of God. Same applies for you. Hey, declare it. You stressing out about what? Tell me. My question to you is, how big is your God? If you're wrestling with fears like Jacob did by the Jabbok River, I'm telling you today, fears are normal, but fears don't allow them to control your life, to ruin your life, to run your life, unless you allow it to. So you have to wrestle with this question, how big is your God? Let me tell you how big is my God. My God is so huge that He can use a skinny teenager to mash up an intimidating 11 foot giant. And that's just for starters. My God is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the end from the beginning and the between. And He orchestrates it. He's the first and the last. My God is almighty. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. Ever present, eternal God. He's everywhere all the time. He knows everything. My God is all powerful. Check this. By His word. He didn't get His hands dirty. By His word, He created all things. My God spoke and it was. My God spoke the stars into existence. Sprinkle billions and trillions of stars by His word. My God is so huge that time and space cannot limit Him. He's so powerful that He can bend time and space for me. He can do that for you. You know why? Because you have access to His favor. He can bend time and space for you. What are you stressing about? How big is your God? Our God is the miracle working God. He's the Red Sea splitting God. He's the water walking God. The fish and roti multiplying God. Blind eye opening God. Deaf ears healing God. Dead rising again God. Layman walking God. Chain breaking God. How big is your God? Our God died on the cross, but He rose again from the dead. He conquered death, hell and the grave. He shed His blood to heal us. He snatched the, the keys from the enemy. So that we can live a life of freedom. Because our God is a great big God. Amen. We used to sing the song. I love it. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. He's awesome. My God saved me. He found me that night when I was at the end of my rope. In the ditch of depression. And shattered dreams and life. He lavished his love on me. Undeserving. I felt the tangible presence of God that night on my 16th birthday while I was changing my parents' closet. I felt God saying, there's no way without me. Why are you doubting all the time? With tears, I repented and rededicated my life to Christ. I said, Lord, from today on, I will stop doubting you and, and stop questioning you and I will fully trust you. That night, I had an encounter with Jesus. My heart was transformed. I still had to face my fears. I still had to show up to battles, shaking in my boots, but God was battling for me. In fact, God was battling for me all my life, all through my life. That night, my faith increased. I felt the power of God and realized that I have a calling and a mission on this earth. That I'm not an accident or an unwanted child. My life goals changed. My career goals changed. I decided not to pursue my earthly desires, but to come into a, a place where I can use everything God has given me and learn and sharpen my skills so that I can reach more people for Jesus. My God changed my life. From a shy, mumbling, scared, little, 
boy to a fearlessly rap into the beat about my savior cuz his love is so sweet on stages and pulpits and preaching about Jesus and every opportunity I got at work on the bus in board meetings I'll talk about Jesus as much as I can cuz after that encounter I left that closet different I was changed I was filled with faith power and and destiny for my life for my life how can god turn my life around how can god give me a, a such direction is when we place our faith in jesus the solid rock and god started to make things clear and and lead me where i'm supposed to go and what i'm supposed to do and this unshakable confidence that this is what i was born to do do you have that confidence in you god gave me that confidence when i surrendered my life to him and to live for him it was all because of that encounter and i decided to stop feeling sorry for myself and face my fears don't make your fears comfortable because we serve a mighty god who's able to destroy those fears he's an awesome god whatever seems impossible in your life right now our god is so great he's so big he's so mighty he's so strong there's nothing my god cannot do He deals with impossible situations over breakfast. It's a simple thing for him. But for us, we run away from God instead of running to God. We run away from our problems and fears instead of facing them with the authority in Jesus. Let me encourage you today with songs, psalms and godly nursery rhymes. Our God is big and he's so good. God is so good. He's so good to you and me. You may be wondering, "Oh yeah, uh God is good then uh, why does he send people to hell well listen the real question is why would a perfect god of justice and holiness allow messed up sinful people like you and I into perfect heaven why would he do that because he's gracious and he made a way for us to be righteous that's how big and awesome and loving he is i don't know who you've been listening to or talking to but our god can heal our god can redeem our god can save and his name is jesus put in the chat right now jesus is the answer god knew you had to hear this message today and as i'm speaking to you right now i know that he is wrestling with your heart and that's that's how important you are to him he's a great big god but he cares for you he knows how many he he knows the count of hairs on your head he knows your secret thoughts and struggles If he called you he will lead you. If he brought you to it he will bring you through it. If he gave you the vision he'll also give you the provision. He's a great big God, but he's also a friend who sticks closer than a brother. He's also someone who loves you deeper than a mother's love. Even a mother can forget her own infant child, but the Lord will never forsake you. Your highest potential is on the other side of your greatest fear. You won't reach your destiny until you conquer this fear. You can pretend and imagine it's not there, but there's a giant in the valley. If we want to get from here to there, there's an obstacle in the middle, and someone's got to destroy that giant. And if the qualified, trained, weaponized army won't do it, then I'll do it. That was this that was David's resolve. That was his determination. Come on. Why don't you be that person that swims against the tide? Why do we have to follow trending culture? Why don't we swim against it and stand against and be that guy, be that girl, that person who will go when others hesitate? 
That person who is not ashamed to do what is right in the sight of God. Oh, everybody's doing it. But no, I want to be set apart for God. Why don't you be that guy? Why don't you be that girl? Why don't you be that person in your family that, 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 that the one that stops that toxic pattern and overcome alcohol addiction? Why don't you be that person in your family? Can, can I get, get, get all, all up in your business for a second? Okay. Don't get offended that you, you, you just, you're the person that's going to break poverty mentality out of your family. Why don't you be that person in your family that says fatherlessness no more. I'm going to be there active in my children's life. Why don't you be that person that says, no more broken families, no more sexual perversion. I'm not going to allow that to continue down my generation. Because we're going to take our family from where we are to the next level. We're going to go into that divine destiny that God asked for us. It's hands on deck. We got to face our fears and conquer this thing called addiction. We got to face that fear and conquer this thing called toxic patterns and gossip and this inferiority complex and these insecurities and anger issues. I want to be that guy. I want to be that person. How about you? Put it in the chat. I want to be that person who breaks the chains of the enemy over our lives and steps into freedom. Why don't we conquer the giants that are holding us hostage? Father God already paid the ransom for your life. So why are you being a voluntary victim? God's got something better on the other side. On the other side of fear. Fear faces no. It's a lifestyle. You don't fake it to make it like Hollywood says. You don't put on an act. Courage is a habit. Yeah. You know what? I I wish I brought my notebook uh, so I can write that down myself because I'm preaching better than you're responding. I'm not going to step into that because courage is not a singular act. It's a lifestyle. Taking responsibility takes courage. Owning it, asking for forgiveness takes courage. Loving consistently takes courage. When people are living less than their best and for you to minister to them takes courage. Loving our enemies takes courage. Sacrificing takes courage. Courage is a lifestyle. It's not a a fake action. Last week I shared with you the 10 steps to recalibrate your life. It's a lifestyle. We need to develop that. If you missed it, go back and watch it on YouTube or listen to it on Spotify. Today I'm building on that message because we need to have fear-facing lifestyle. Conquering fear is not an act. It's a habit. It's a lifestyle. What are you doing to build healthy lifestyles, healthy habits, spiritual disciplines in your life? You know, I've been feeling a little better and better every day. You know, I used to get headaches in the morning. But I've pre-decided that I'm going to drink hot water, lemon, honey, ginger, apple cider, morning and night. I already pre-decided this is what I'm going to consume first thing in the morning and last thing at night. Now, I know you can't tell that I'm feeling better and don't judge me. But here's my point. You got to pre-decide what your behavior is going to be like. You got to pre-decide that you are going to face your fears. It's not going to happen in the moment. You have to pre-decide it. If I waited until then, uh, until my wife brought me an éclair au chocolat, you know, a nice French pastry, and it was put right in front of my face, you know, I, I don't have... I'm not going to be deciding, should I eat it or not? I'm not going to be... No. Guess what? I'm going to devour that thing in a second. Eclair means lightning. It's going to disappear in a lightning. 
If I waited until the temptation hit, then make a decision which way I'm going to go, it's too late. You got to pre-decide. This is the way I'm going to walk. I walked that way before, but no more. You got to pre-decide. When you get that phone call, you got to pre-decide before you get text. How are you going to handle? But when I pre-decide what I'm going to do, what I'm going to intake, how I'm going to behave, every morning when you wake up, you need to pre-decide. You're not going to allow anything to paralyze you with fear because I pre-decided that this morning, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? I'm going to rise above hate. I'm going to rise above racism and discrimination and the fear. And I'm going to be filled with faith and I'm going to conquer anything that opposes me. I'm getting ready to land this plane. Wake the fearless faith up. Fear facers, they understand that playing it safe is risky. Hebrews 11:6 says, And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that He is real and that He rewards the faith of those who passionately seek Him. Without fear-facing faith, it's impossible to please God. If you want to please God, the only option is, I'm going to face fear. I'm going to let faith rise up inside of me. I'm going to, that's going to be my first response. Prayer is not going to be my last resort. If you don't wake up your fearless faith up, It'll keep you trapped in the past. If you don't rise up in faith, you're going to be stuck in the past. And you're not going to be able to go where you want to go. But aren't you glad our God is so gracious that as you trust Him and take baby steps, that you're moving forward. You're not where you need to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. You're progressing. You're not perfect, but you're progressing. If you don't rise up in faith, you're going to get a false sense of satisfaction. And, and oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm addicted to all these things. And it's okay, but I'm satisfied with today. I know God's got greater things for us, but hey, I'm okay. I guess this is, this is just my life and we settle. But you know what? I want the more of God. I want the more of life than what I've encountered and experienced. I want more. And that's what God promises, that He has an abundant life for you. Freaking out about the future. If you don't rise up in faith, you're going to be freaking out about your future. If you play it safe, it's actually risky. What you and I want is less risk and more security, right? But when you are uh, an available vessel for God and you're filled with faith, that means you live with more risk and less security. Which means you step out of the boat like Peter. You're taking a step of faith. It's a risk. Normal people think it's foolishness. It's risky to do that. But what we know is that there's nothing more secure than living a, a life of faith. A faith life because now we know we're not limited to our human capabilities and clever thinking but our faith is in the hands of almighty God he is responsible for my well-being we give to God what is due to God and we cheerfully give to God and we work hard and now the pressure is on him to provide the pressure is on God to protect my family we're living because of God's infinite power limitless wisdom never-ending providence when you live a risky life, in other words, a life surrendered to Christ, you're actually living the safest life. You're, you, you are in His loving arms, in His care. But it, it demands us to be people of faith. The highlight of the story for me is that David went after the giant. It wasn't self-defense. 
Goliath didn't attack David first. David went after Goliath first. First, Check this. We build our lives. We build our families. We build our businesses and our ministries. And when we get to a certain level of success, we, we settle. We're like, I'm good. I got the car, the, the house, the dog, the cat, the chicken. I got everything. Then we try to build security around it so that nothing can touch it. But, but what happens is that relationships get stale. We don't, we're not as passionate anymore. Businesses start losing profit because the, the employees are not driven anymore. They're not innovative. They're not creative. We stop taking risks and we stop taking chances and, and we devalued staying fresh and relevant and we stopped exploring new markets and adventures. What I love about being Christian is that we don't wait in our security uh, tents trying to defend uh, the enemy that's trying to attack us. But for many of us, that's the way we've been living life. Oh, the enemy's attacking. We've got to protect ourselves and trying to keep the bad stuff away, living a defensive life. God didn't call you to live a defensive life. But God, but, but, but God called you to, to live actually in His image. And that is to create, to produce, to go on the offense. Don't just let it happen to you and try to survive. But you make things happen. Lead the attack. Go after the enemy. That's why at Next Level Church, even during this one year of pandemiversary, we didn't go and hide in our tents. But even in the face of adversity, we rose up as a church. We are advancing. More people around the world are connecting with us, are being faith-filled and encouraged. More people around the world are joining our team than we've ever seen before, we continue to move forward as a group of fearless people. You are part of this. And we're not going to shrink. We're not going to back down because that would be defensive. Instead, we are on the offense. We're taking ground. We're going forward. We're seeking God in the secret. And and when we seek God in the secret, God will show up in the public. We're exploring. We're learning. We're growing. And every tool that God has given us, we're utilizing. Technology and everything that we can to bring people closer to Jesus. That's our... That's our vision. Right now, if you would just snap out of victim mentality and step into victor mentality by encountering God in the secret place and leaning into Him and being determined to take ground for Him. In the Bible stories, you see that when there's no risk, there's no point. For David, it was standing up to Goliath. For Moses, it was facing the insecurity of his stuttering tongue. For Joshua, it was the city that was in front of him. For Peter, it was stepping out of the boat. For me, it was conquering my shyness and fear of public speaking. How about you? What is the fear that God is calling you to chase out of your life? Here's my honest opinion. I really believe David felt fear. And maybe wet his pants a little bit too. But he faced and chased the fear away. He felt fear, but he didn't let the fear control him. He still went after the giant. Do you feel fear? Good. Now go face the giant. Then chase the giant. Feel the fear? Okay, get ready. Get in position. God's going to do something. God's going to come through because your faith is greater than your fear. Amen? Some of you feel disqualified because you feel fear. You're human. We will all feel it. That's why you can fight with fear as long as you have faith in your heart, in God. That's, 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 my God is stronger. He's greater. He's mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is greater. You stand on Jesus, the solid rock, knowing that God will never fail you. God will never put you to shame. 
Being a courageous person is not the fact that we don't feel fear, but it's rising above that fear. Despite what everybody else says, despite what your emotion says, despite what your enemy says, you rise up. You do the credible, watch God do the incredible. You do the believable, watch God do the unbelievable. You do the ordinary, watch God do the extraordinary. You are called for greatness. Trust Jesus. Step out and chase fear. God will give you the victory. God will come through for you and your family. He's got your future in His hands. This is the moment you look at fear in the face and say, No more. I will not back down. I will not turn around. Enough. You better move out of my way. You fear. You giant. Otherwise, I'm coming right through you. I fight from a place of victory. On the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. He destroyed fear once and for all. In Jesus' name, we can stand in that authority right now. Don't live your life based on the natural realm. David says, Yo, Goliath, you come to me with your sword and two spears. Fancy, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The God of the armies of Israel you have spoken against, I'm coming in His name. And today is your last day. David is saying, I see your weapon. But you can't see mine. I see the effects of this COVID-19. But I guess this virus hasn't seen the awesome power of God unleashed on this earth. Let God open up your spiritual eyes. You're not watching this message by accident. God orchestrated your life so that you could be here listening to this word of God. And if you would allow God, God will deliver you. He will give you the courage so that you can go to the next level. How do you do that? By giving permission to Jesus to come into your heart every day. And walking closely with your God. And if you want to have an encounter with Jesus, go back and watch our encounter series. God is real. And He wants to have a close relationship with you. Right now, I'm going to pray. If there are fears that are paralyzing, if there's courage that is not active, I want to pray right now that God would help you to overcome those things. Okay? So put your hand on your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person right now paralyzed by fear. Or afraid of the future or the present or stuck in the past. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray God that you would open up their spiritual eyes. That they will see themselves the way you see them. Lord, you see them as beautiful. You see them as precious. They are the apple of your eye, Father God. So Lord Jesus, I just pray that you deliver them from every lie the enemy has been telling them. Father, help them, God, to step into a habit of encountering you every day. God, I pray that all the excuses of, oh, why they didn't read the Bible or pray. Lord, we don't look at it as a religious thing, but we look at it as our source of life. This is your living word. Father, I pray that you would help your children to walk with you every day. And I I pray right now, God, that they will rise up, that they will go down to the valley and say, fear no more. Goliath, no more. I am moving forward in Jesus' name. That sickness, that mental uh, limitation, whatever it is, God, I surrender it at your feet. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Before I finish, if you've never welcomed Jesus into your heart as your personal Savior, I want to give you an opportunity right now. If you don't know Him as your Lord, this is the moment. And God is so gentle that you have to give Him permission. So I'm going to pray right now, but I want you to repeat after me so that you give Him permission to come into your heart. Amen. I can't do this for you. You have to do this for you. If you want a Savior for your soul, if you want a forgiver for your sins, 
then Jesus is the ultimate one. He's paid the price. So repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you are God. That you died for my sins. You shed your blood. And you rose again on the third day. Lord, my life is no longer my own. But I surrender it to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I am yours. Help me to overcome fear. And walk this life of faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Church, we're just getting started. We love you. We will see you next week. What a word. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your day today. We hope you are encouraged. If you like what we are doing, why not partner with us? And together, we can bring the hope and healing of Jesus to many more people. Hey, why don't you come over right now to our after party on Zoom? The link's in the chat, and we'd love to meet you and answer any questions you may have. Our team will be there. It's no pressure, a fun hangout, and if you'd like to use your gifts and passions in a meaningful way to help out our church, then you should definitely join us and check us out. Until next time, I'm Sharon. Bye-bye.